Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Break Starter Podcast, where we talk basketball every week. Sean Phillips and Zach Taylor here with you today. Zachary, how are you doing, pal? I could be better. Uh, it's a Monday. I had to work over late. Um, but I need this. I definitely need some some basketball talk. I've uh, been swamped since starting my class, so I will gonna enjoy this this hour break that i've i have blocked off to do this <laughs> and it'll probably be more than an hour honestly but that's okay hey. what about you um i'm good i'm just chilling just working and working no girl no that's the only other thing i do besides working <laughs> that and then watching okc mm-hmm. and other basketball teams but you know mainly okc What's something cool you heard this week from the basketball world? Mm. Something cool, something new. Tell me anything. Um, let's see. Actually, I, have, I do have something. So 24% of all NBA coaches were mm. either coached by or worked for Greg Popovich. 24%? 24%. Twenty-four percent of all head coaches of all coaches in the league. What does that count? That counts like assistant shooting coaches, coach. assistant coaches, head mm. coaches, everything coaches. That's kind of crazy. Twenty-four percent of all of them coached under or were like or somehow coached, were coached by him or worked for him. Hmm. Got cool. Crazy. Got a big reach. Honestly, twenty-four percent. Twenty-four. That's almost a quarter of the league. How? I guess they just have so many people get like farmed out of there. I guess that kind of makes sense. That's still a big percentage. I'm curious like what someone like Steve Kerr is going to have when he gets like older or something like that. You know what I mean? I've already seen like Mike Brown come out and a few other of their like, you know, we had Steve Nash technically was under them, mm-hmm. was a head coach. Obviously that's not current, but it's it crazy. There's just like, I'm trying to think of other coach. I know Budenholzer was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Nate McMillan for a little bit something there's obviously there's a lot um I just can't think of all the names just off the top Brad of my Stevens head. was under him right at one point I think they pulled him straight from Butler okay okay I don't think he worked for them hmm. pretty crazy staff and if Sam Presti worked for the Spurs for a bit there you go but I wonder that, if you wonder what the the reach would be if it's like has been Basically has like worked for the Spurs mm-hmm. in general. Like I wonder if that that's probably bigger, honestly. If you include like all front office members and everything, that could be kind of cool. I bet it's twenty five percent if you count Becky Hammond coaching the Aces. <laughs> Just all one percent extra. Literally. <laughs> all right, let's get into our draft. Um, we have a honestly something that I definitely was excited to do. But then when I started picking names, it got really hard really fast. Um, and not in the sense that like there's not a lot of good defensive players, which I wouldn't say there's a ton. But um, in, in this category of truly strong defensive players, there's not a, not a ton of them. Um, but when I was going through the list, my biggest thing was like, I got through like maybe like eight and I'm like, okay, these are obvious. You know, we got Giannis in there and you know, whatever you want to say is your easy top eight, seven, something like that. And then I got around to like 15 and I was like, 
I don't even know if Sean's even going to have this person on their list. <laughs> and, it, and it's not that I don't think that we evaluate defense equally or like at the same like level or whatever. It was more of just like, there's just so many people in this like tier of like pretty good, but not in the top 15 or top 12 of defensive players. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very curious, especially considering like these players where it's like they're two way guys or they, um, uh, they're not only known for defense, but technically if you look at like advanced analytics, they are good at defense. Like it's where it's hard to like put those guys into it. And like, how much are we valuing like role players who are just really, really good at defense, but like are only known for that. Um, Kind of talk about your process, Sean, without um, giving me too much. I just went with, if you're a good defender, you're on my list. Okay. I, it don't matter if you're only a defender, if you're two-way, if you're... I will say I did prefer versatility. So, like, centers are mm-hmm. on my list, mm-hmm. but they're not anywhere, like... Like, I know I could go out and pick one through three, pick my four and then pick my five. And I could still get the number one guy on my list Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of good big men that are good at defense. Right. And I don't think there's any that are stupid elite Mm -hmm. at defense where it's like, okay, I have to pick them. Right. And there's definitely a reason we don't see very many guards win defense player of the year. I mean, it's such a, a standard for someone who protects the rim to be given defense player of the year. So that, and that, that perfectly ties in. I mean, honestly, I was looking at my list and I was like, okay, well, I got like a, a handful of centers and like bigs that I, I, I did uh, guard wing big as I divided mine up. But I was like, I had like a lot of bigs that I had like grouped in a similar tier. And I was like, okay, how, how can I manipulate my draft around this? And then I, I said, I guess I could just take five centers in a row. I, mean, I guess. But, I don't know if I'm going to do that. We'll see how the board runs out, but we're going to do 10 players per team. How do you want to do it? You want to go back and forth? You want to do a little back and like, forth stack on the ends or something like that? Like first, you get second, third, I'll get third, fourth. I don't know if we really want to do back-to-back picks out like that the whole time, whole way through, but um, what do you think? i just do back and forth. Okay. I'm cool with that. And then switch at 10. No, I'm just kidding. After we get our starting five, just – get that double pick and then okay. we go back. Okay, I'm done for that. So like say you have first, I have second. Then when we after we pick the tenth guy, then I'll have first, you'll have second. Okay. You, you gotta you gotta remind me when we get to that. But yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down to do that. You gotta remind me. Okay. Um how do you I'm I'm gonna flip a coin. You want heads or tails? Uh tails. Hey Siri. Flip a coin. Bro, you ain't got to check the web for the coin flip. Um, I'm going to flip this bottle cap. That'll do. Okay. You want the, the, uh, the top want, guy or the inside? I want the inside. Inside All right, it is. It. All right. So with my first overall pick, I basically have to say in a completely healthy world, he should easily be the first pick. Um, But we can't say it's completely healthy. In that case... I'm still going to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. as my first overall pick. Um, Averaging 3.2 blocks and a steal per game. So 4.2 stocks per game. I think he just impacts the defensive side of the ball so much that his versatility is super key Mm -hmm. to the Memphis Grizzlies. And I feel like you can just put him in any spot. You can make him guard bigs. He can 
He's still quick enough to get to them. He's athletic enough to jump up and snatch block them, basically. Quick enough to guard guards. And I think you could put him anywhere on the court, guard any player on the court, and I think he could handle it. I agree. I think he might it, get injured doing it, but you know it's okay. Yeah. Dude, I want like a full season. I need one. I just need one where you give me like 65, 70 games. That's all I want. I know that's a lot to ask for, especially with like how much like people get hurt nowadays. But man, I I want to see him with like full peak, sixty games in, sixty games in, like really, really hitting his stride. Because we're seeing him like coming off of an injury, still getting melded into the offense and the defense for that matter, uh, and and just absolutely dominating guys at the rim. So I think it's a good pick. He was definitely in that top tier for me. Um, my one. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of stuck between two guys again, if we're going to go completely healthy, but I'm going to go Giannis. I, I don't know if I can pick against, uh, someone who I think should be defense player of the year this year, won it recently. So I, I don't know if that's really like a big, big pull to say that I'm taking Giannis as my first pick. Um, I think he definitely could have gone one, um, kind of, I guess, depends on how you want to build around. Um, definitely they're going to play a similar role in our setup, which if we want to touch on a little bit. I don't know if, if we could even really like have these teams play against each other. It'd be basically we're just trying to make two teams with 10 players each that we think could guard any team for the most part, uh, taking only current guys. So I'm going to go Giannis as my first pick. You are up, sir. Okay. I am going to go with the guy that I had as defensive player of the year coming into the season. Probably not going to win it just because his team isn't that great, but mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with the versatility and I'm going to go McCall Bridges here. Um, he's huge, stupid long wingspan. Um, like I was saying about uh, Jaron Jackson, he can guard any position. His stats don't show it as much. He averages 1.1 steals and then 0.9 blocks. So two stocks a game, but He's six foot six, two ten, and then has like a seven foot wingspan basically. And I think I could put him out there again, quick enough to guard guards, athletic enough to stay with the bigs. And I think, I just think having him with Jaron Jackson is like, I could probably stop anybody in the league with that one two tandem. <laughs> and like a little t- a two v two court, you could definitely guard almost everyone. I could I could probably hold from sideline to sideline with just their arms. <laughs> um. Okay, this one is like a tough spot for me because I have two guys in the same tier, but then I definitely want to like lock someone up here. So I don't know. Thinking music. Cued. I for for fear of missing. I'm going to reach, and I know it's a reach. I'm going to take Drew Holiday. I think there's a pretty big gap at guard below him. Um, I think there are good options below him, but I, I have him as my ninth overall ranked, and I'm going to reach for him just because I don't have a single guard ahead of him. Um, so just in, just to build out my team, um, he's already, he's been talked about many times by tons of tons of current players, say that he's like one of the toughest guys uh, to play against. Um, his wingspan, his hand size, hand strength, um, the way he can like use his body as a shield to against the rim. Uh, I think his, his vertical covers a lot of uh, people attacking the rim against him. Um, and I just think he's one of the smartest 
defenders and especially guard defenders. Um, so I'm going to go Drew Holiday with my second pick. Um, so with my third pick, and since you went with a little bit of a reach there, I'm also going to be going with a little bit of a reach. Perfect. Um, and you might be surprised with who I pick. Well, you won't be surprised with who it is. You'll be surprised that I'm taking him in this. Okay. But once I explain okay. it, I feel like you and the listener should understand to a pretty good extent. Okay, bet. All right. So I'm going with a guy that's averaging 1.7 steals and 1.1 blocks per game. You want to take a gander at who that is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then I'll just say it. Are you smart? Nope. Uh, Shea? Yep. Shea Gildas-Alexander. So I'm sticking with that six six super long wingspan. Um, like I just mentioned, he's averaging two point seven stocks per game. He had two blocks the other night against the Philadelphia 76ers. Both were on Joel Embiid. So can guard any position. He's more of that help side defender where it it's more so where Paul George really uh, excels in, where it's that you already have like this really good defender in Lou Dort, and then mm. on my team, McCall Bridges, Jaron Jackson. And Shea is just like, he's not hunting the passing lanes, but he's smart enough to know like, okay, this is going to be a steal right here. Mm-hmm. And he's had games this season where he's had four steals, two blocks. He's had games where he's had three steals with a block. Like, There's been multiple times this season where it just, it sticks out to you because you're like, okay, this guy's averaging 30 points per game. Mm-hmm. And he's putting on, he's doing all this workload on offense. But he's also coming down on the defensive end and putting all his effort out there. Mm. And this is on a team that is in a rebuild mode. Mm. And he's putting it all on the line defensively. And hey, hey, give yourself some credit. Y'all are on rebuild. Oh, Y'all I, are trying to make playoffs. Hey. We, Y'all are trying to make playoffs. We could, we could be making playoffs because <laughs> we have, we're tied for the 11th seed right now, half a game back of the 10th seed. Um, and this is without us having any true center on the roster. Mm. We're playing Jalen Williams, not not J Dub. Well, we're we're starting J Dub, but we're also starting J Will right now. Our thirty fourth overall pick in the draft. The, we we have the number two overall pick that was uh, clamored about for his defense coming into the team next year, mm-hmm. and we already have a top ten defense. So what does that mean? What does so. That mean? Uh, so you okay? I'm, I, saying, I'm gonna say this now. You can't take Chet in this draft. Oh, I won't. No. Okay. okay, I'm basing it all. I'll say I did season. not put him in my rank, so you definitely not allowed no. to fucking surprise me with no, a Chet no, pick. No. Okay, um, so you have a pretty nice roster, honestly. And I this is funny because this is kind of what I was looking forward to. Is like a lot of the guys that we're naming so far are literally guys that we already like. Like, there's very few guys that I think we are big fans of that don't also play both ends. Now you know, Tom Hero. Hundred percent doesn't really. I was waiting for you to be like, okay, Trey Young. Trey, I really Trey like Young him, definitely, but he Trey does Young not. definitely doesn't either. I mean, there's very few. Like, there's a very small core of players that uh, we are like big fans of that don't play both ends. Um, so it's just kind of cool because a lot of these guys are people we talk about all the time uh, that we like to watch. Um, it it does help that you pick two guys from your favorite team, and I just picked the guy from my favorite team. So Sean, I didn't stop, realize. Stop. I'm just waiting Wait, until you take Brooke Lopez next. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, good. I you do have good. an opening at center. So the okay, I don't really think your Shea pick is a reach. Again, again, he, I I said I reached on Drew Holiday, who was my ninth overall. Shea was my tenth overall. 
So I don't really think it was that big of a reach. I actually do think like if I was if I didn't come away with one of those guys, I would have been very very upset with my team. Yeah. Um, especially like because I didn't know if we were gonna go like back to back picks uh, whenever we went through this. So I was like, holy cow, do not leave one turn without one of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was thinking through it, so I'm glad we both have some good guards. Um, I don't know here. I, I think I have to go with someone. I don't know. Are you thinking about your pick whenever I'm making mine? I already know who I'm picking okay, next okay, if you don't okay, take him. Okay, okay. okay. So, so mm. if you don't take him, I already know who I'm taking next. Mm. I feel like I'm so locked in on when you're talking. I'm listening to you. I'm like, then it's my turn. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I have a pick right now. Uh, I kind of have mine ranked with, like, if it was the start of the draft and these were the only players here, mm-hmm. then this is the order I would take them in. Okay, I kind of have them like that, too. Uh, but I don't have them sectioned off into, like, guard, forward, center like you okay. do. Okay, I know you were talking about that pre-draft. Yeah. Let me go with since we're going healthy. And we said, you know, Jaron Jackson kind of got the bump. McCall got the bump for being healthy. I'm gonna go Kawhi Leonard. I feel like he's kind of slid a little bit. Two-time defense play of the year, finals MVP. I cannot unsee the series of him just absolutely destroying Giannis uh in the Eastern Conference Finals in what is that, 2019? Like I, I, I cannot unsee that just that dominance. Um, and we all know he's one of like the all time defensive win share leaders. Like he is the epitome of just Megatron on defense. Um, so I'm going to go with Kawhi, you know, maybe hopefully if we played a seven game series, hopefully he'd already rested two months leading up to it. So then he'd be ready for the matchup, you know? So you want to hear a pretty crazy stat? Um, so far throughout this season, Shade Gilgis Alexander has scored more points than Kawhi and PG combined, and they have played more like more than a hundred plus minutes more than Shea. How? Shea's just balling like that. What are they averaging? What the hell? Like points wise, they're averaging a pretty good amount, but per minute wise, uh... like not per minute, it's like based off of the amount of minutes that they've played. Shea has scored more total points this season than they have combined. Pretty crazy. They'd be resting so much. I hate yeah, that shit. I hate I, that shit. Um, so I'm really glad that you took Kawhi because oh, I had him very far down. He was number two on my list, by the way. Um, see, I when when you're looking at it, I think you're looking more so at like career-wise. And I wasn't really looking at career-wise. I'm looking at... I mean, it's not the wrong way to look mm-hmm. at it because... I mean, you you have two players that have one defensive player of the mm-hmm. year on your team. Um, you don't you have zero, by the way. Yeah, I was more so looking at. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could take Rudy Gobert and have the same amount of hey! of uh, defensive player you of the year. You do need a center. Team. You do need um, a center. But I'm more so looking at what they're doing this season, mm-hmm. and yes, I'm looking at like career wise. Like, is this a anomaly for a season, mm-hmm. or is this like? Are they an actual defensive player? AKA the Colin Sexton steal season. Yeah. Um, but with this next pick, I'm sticking with my youth and length. Okay. Uh, build for my team. I'm going with OG Ananobi. Oh my God. Um, six foot seven has probably a seven foot wingspan, just like the rest He's of my like team does. Seven foot two or something. Um, 2.2 steals, 0.8 blocks. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to have the most stocks in the league by far if you put my team into the league. Um, yeah, 7-2 wingspan. And I just think that he fits perfectly alongside the rest of the team that I do have. I hate that. Why you got to take OG from me? Sorry. You already, you already knew. I told you, if you didn't take him there, I was taking him next. And that's why I was like, you say Kawhi. I was like, all right, let me just get the guy that's looking like a young Kawhi right now. And the thing is, is like, I know I give Scotty Barnes a lot of crap, but like, if he can learn anything from OG on defense, OG is literally like purebred bloodline defensive player. If you can get half of that, um, Scotty Barnes will be a two-way player. <laughs> that's that's the crazy standard that they've set uh, at Toronto. All right, where am I going here? I don't – I guess I could take a center. I could really take anything, honestly. I'm not really blocked in, neither are you right now. I mean, I kind of I kind of have to take a big at this next spot. Nah, nah. You I already, don't have to. You already know but... you'd be more than happy running Jaron Jackson at center. Come on now. Oh, I would be, but – um, I am going to go with – man, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. So I'm going to have back-to-back – Next round, right? Next round. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm making sure. I'm making sure. Give me, give me Jalen Brown. Give me Jalen Brown for sure. And I'm the thing is, I'm not super super high on Jalen Brown, but I'm gonna take him for the versatility in this same role to go along with like Giannis, Kawhi, where I'm not still blocked in. Jalen Brown could play could play my two if I need it. I could just bump Giannis down the center. Still kind of gives me this versatility in my in my starting lineup. Um, I mean, if we did count scoring, I would I would definitely not hate his scoring. But obviously not the focus of it. But I'm gonna take Jalen Brown here. All right. So for me, I I want to go with the center here. No, you don't. But I don't want to hamstring myself to where for the next six picks or five picks after. I mean. I could I could just go centers for the rest of the thing. Do it. Um but I do want to stick with more versatility mm-hmm. and this is tough. But I'm gonna go with Jimmy Butler. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. That um, was literally my next best available. So Jimmy Butler might not be like this super defensive player like he might not get the shiny stats where everybody's like ooing and on over it but for his entire career he's either been the defensive guy on his team i mean with the bulls all his years with the timberwolves when he went to philly he started transitioning into that like i gotta score mm-hmm. and i gotta play defense too um but he's averaging 2.1 steals most on the heat by far. Um, especially if you take out Oladipo, Oladipo is 0.3 behind him. But after that, it's the next closest is 1.1 with Bam. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, he gives me another hard nosed defender that, I mean, if we were counting scoring, I could, I could lean on him heavily for scoring. <laughs> um, but also if, if we're just going in a setting where I need you to stop this team that you're playing against mm-hmm. 10 times in a row, mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Butler would do every single thing in his oh willpower God, yeah. to kill the other team, not literally. That 
if he needed to. It, if he needed to, you know it's an option. It's, he's he's willing to give that to you. He will do that if it if it is needed. Okay, <laughs> dude. The story with him in the Timberwolves practice is literally like forever just engraved in my brain of him just absolutely just big dogging D'Lo, Cat, and everyone else on this whole team. It he's like, hey, give me all the backups and just dogs them. It I I, I truly don't know if that's like a hundred percent true or not. You can't tell me it's not like I, like I, I think I literally would not believe if 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 someone was if D'Lo or Cat came out and they're like oh yeah that was a lie like I would be like nah y'all got punked didn't you just, just 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 his personality I just I just feel like it's true um okay so far I got Giannis, old Drew Holiday, Kawhi and Jalen Brown hmm I will say career wise you might have me but. If we're looking at mm-hmm. this season and kind of the future, I think I think I probably got it for now. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think I I like how how you worded that. That we're trying to if we were given like ten possessions with this team. Now, obviously, we're gonna draft ten guys, so well, too many, but it'll be fine. Um, actually, let's kind of take that into account. Let, let's be like. If we still need 10 possessions, so you can give up the least number of points, right? And then based on who you pick is like the versatility you need, based, like what lineup you run out. Cool with that? Sounds I know good. I just made that roll in the middle and we've already drafted five people. but <laughs> um, We didn't really give any like quotas around anything until then. I am going to go. So I have a back-to-backs, right? You do. I'll make my first one and then we can do a little recap of our starting fives or first five and then we can go straight into the second five. I'm going to do... I think he has to be in these in the in these first ten picks. Just the player he is, his pedigree. Um, I'm talking about two people right now. That's why I'm stalling. Okay. Give me. Give me Draymond. Okay. Give me Draymond. I'm gonna take just the center fielder. I'm gonna try and just absolutely have the versatility of if I need to go small ball later on, I can run him out there. If I need someone to just like coordinate all of these amazing defenders, Draymond is probably the one person I would pick. Um, probably one of my favorite defenders of all time. Where would you say Draymond is all time defender? Probably top ten. I mean, he's probably. I think he's if not top, top five. Then he's like right outside of it. Because I, I mean, you have to you have to put into account that yes, centers shouldn't be as valuable, but they are. Mm-hmm. Like. I think you have to put Rudy Gobert above him. Like as as bad as that probably sounds, I think Hakeem's above him. I think Dennis Rodman is either right there with him or above him. Mm-hmm. Um, other defensive, I think he's in that. I think as soon as you say Rodman, that's like the range I have him in. So wherever you have Rodman, and yeah, I think so. I think those two are probably interchangeable depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to put Giannis up there, if you want to put Kawhi up there, like mm-hmm. any of these like new age guys, mm-hmm. and there's probably a bunch of guys I'm not even thinking about, like like Shaq. I mean, yeah, that Shaq is one of those that is like you could either think he's extremely valuable defensively or mm-hmm. not, or even um, just like the tall centers. Like where do you put Yao and something like that? Like yeah. obviously was super dominant against the rim or like Bol Bol. Like kind of hard to place those. And then uh. if you want to look at like 
Gary Payton, like mm. guard wise, like that's your first line of defense. Yeah. Guards are guards are your first line of defense. And then like centers, if you're not a good guard defender, then you're funneling your guy to the center. And maybe you're making your center look good, but I mean you look why bad. Do you, why do you think Donovan Mitchell? I mean, this season he looks better on defense, yeah. but like the past couple of years, the whole scheme was just force them to Rudy Gobert. They're not going to go and shoot on him. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot more space you can work on. And while I do think Draymond is more versatile, I think like Rudy Gobert covers like 15 feet around the basket without moving because people are just so scared to go in there on him. I mean, obviously I'm talking more so like the past seven years, mm. not like this season or really last season. Yeah, definitely not. But this I mean, from the start of his career until right before the Timberwolves got him, I mean, he was probably one or two all time on defense. Dikembe Mutombo, Ben Wallace, those guys that won multiple defensive players of the year, Dwight mm. Howard. I mean, those are guys that anybody could put above Draymond, and it wouldn't surprise me, and I wouldn't be completely opposed. Agreed. Well, so far, we've gone through five rounds. Obviously, there's only 10 people because there's only two of us. But uh, on Sean, your team has Jaron Jackson Jr., first overall. Not bad. Not bad. Then you went McCall Bridges, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Definitely not a homer pick. I swear to God. And definitely, <laughs> definitely not a homer pick. Um, then you went OG Ananobi, the Swiss Army Knife himself. And then Jimmy Butler. Give me a little rundown of how you feel about your team so far. Five rounds in. Um, I feel amazing. I mean... I know I could pick up basically any center at any time and throw him at the five and be like, all you have to do is give me like a block or two and you're chilling. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't have him listed, so I'm just going to throw his name. But like, I could put Walker Kessler out there with the any of the five that I have mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well, he just got fed three blocks, so we're chilling. So my team, I went uh, Giannis second overall. Second round, I went Drew Holiday. Again, definitely not a homer pick. Swear to God, not a <laughs> neither of pick. them. Neither of those two picks. Uh, then I went Kawhi, Jalen Brown, Draymond Green. Um, yeah, I feel pretty good about my team. Um, definitely no center. Similar uh, run out that you did. Um, but I'm actually going to change that right now. Okay. Six pick. I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. Um, so you just said, all right, who's won a defensive player of the year? <laughs> all right. I'm taking them. I'm not going to lie. Okay. In my for top nine, I now have six of those players in my top nine. Obviously we did not rank close to the same. And this is kind of what I was talking about where like, I almost felt like I didn't even need to rank 20 guys mm-hmm. just for the fact of like difference in how we were going to put them in. Um, I'm going to go Rudy, obviously not a super hot season this season so far. But, I mean, longevity the past, like we we talked about right before uh, going over our teams, I think six, seven, almost seven seasons. Is that right? Six or seven seasons, something like that, of just being pure dominant, um, having an entire defensive scheme built around him. Um, so I'm going to go Rudy Gobert. Obviously, my first guy off the bench, but depending on who we would put in our 10 possessions, um, maybe a starter with my guys. All right. So if Andre Robertson was – in the league and healthy, then I would definitely take him, but he's not. <laughs> Me too. So, Me fucking um, that 
I don't think I'm gonna feel forced to take a big yet. Okay. Um, if you want to take all the bigs, since we're not competing, competing, mm-hmm. I feel like I could just take whoever. Perfect. And I want to stick with the versatility here. I know he's young and still has to prove a lot, but I mean, if I'm going with that super long wingspan, lanky can guard everybody mm-hmm. right here, I'm going to go Herb Jones. Oh my. Okay. He was mine like next up. Yeah. I so that. I hate that similar ilk to McCall Bridges and OG Ananobi. Mm-hmm. Um, just super lanky mid height, basically, basically a small forward that can guard any position. And so I'm just going to go ahead and take him off the board because say McCall Bridges gets hit in the nuts one possession. I can just throw Herb out there and be like. Who do you think would do that? Um, not Draymond. Oh, okay. Um, well, I was just checking. I was just checking. But yeah. I didn't, I, think, just, I didn't think Draymond either. Honestly, I could throw McCall Bridges jersey on Herb Jones. And defensively, I don't think anybody would like. I don't think anybody would bat an eye. I could, I could see that. I can see that. Um, so it's me, right? Okay, it is you. Okay, I, I keep thinking we're gonna do the stacked edges. <laughs> um, if there were more people, yes, yeah. but since there's only two of us, mm-hmm. you're only basically missing out on one guy, and I don't think either of us have taken a guy that the other one wanted yet mm-hmm. at the next pick. I was gonna take Herb next. Okay. I will say well, that. then that's the first. Yeah. Then. yeah would, but you already had back-to-back picks, so you can't even complain. <laughs> yeah, I should have just not taken one of those guys, I guess. Um, let me go with – so I already got a lockdown center. I got my guard. I got my other guards and my other wings. I'm looking at Buffalo Wild Wings. Let me get – let me get Anthony Davis. I think I think he's looked really really good on defense when he's been able to play. Um, so I'm gonna go Anthony Davis as the one of the few highlights of the Lakers this season. Um, I know we're not, this isn't about offense, but like I've seen some games. I think I've only watched like four Laker games, and three of them are whenever he was getting fed. And I, I I'm not a big fan of someone getting fed if you're not like a shooter. I will say like like asterisk Giannis. Um, but AD is getting it is getting like absolutely dominant in this like short roll like midi hook like he's not even like taking like jab step like like faders in the post or anything it, it is literally just like oh one touch pass money alley money like it, he's I would love to see like how much actual like time of possession he has on the ball like for how many points he has it, it would probably be up up in the fucking league right now yeah I see I mean I know since he got to LA. LeBron has been trying to force him to be a 30 point per game score. Mm-hmm. Like he has tried to force the ball to Anthony Davis <laughs> every single time. To do it. And Anthony Davis, obviously, as you said, not healthy enough. Can't really do that, mm-hmm. but he's a dominant defensive player. Um, he's every time a player comes into the draft, everybody says he's probably the most dominant or like he's probably the easiest number one pick since Anthony Davis. Like, I think I've heard that. Between that and LeBron, okay. like, those two are, I mean, obviously when you look back now, you could be like, oh, Victor Wimanyama, probably better than Anthony Davis because he doesn't really get injured. Um, 
you like look at it and you're like, yeah, he might be the most complete player since LeBron. Mm-hmm. And I mean, used to be, I heard that a lot about Anthony Davis just because he's more, I mean, he's obviously the most recent that's been like dead number one since he like, mm-hmm. everybody knew he was going to be in the draft. Like Zion, mm-hmm. everybody knew he was going to be number one, like a third of the way through the college season. But Anthony Davis went into Kentucky Everybody was like, when he comes out, like he's number one pick, like before he even went into college. Then he had that dominant year in college and still. Mm -hmm. Um, But with my next pick, uh, I I feel like I want to go somewhere, but then do it. I'm just like, one thing I was noticing before we go on is that if we swapped Jimmy and Jalen Brown on our teams, you would have like every single person on your team would be like 30 and over basically. (laughs) And then my team would be like 25 and under. How old is Shay? Shay's 24. He's the same age as us. His birthday is like a month after mine. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jalen Brown is the oldest out of anybody on my team besides Jimmy. Uh-huh. Uh, but with my next pick, I'm going to get a little bigger in size. McCall Bridges is 26. He's your oldest, I think. I think. Well, besides Jimmy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Jalen Brown's 26 as well. Okay, that's right. But I'm going to go with some more height. Still completely versatile. I'm going Evan Mobley. That's a tough one, bro. I, I didn't know where to rank him. It's hard to rank him, but I think, I mean, I don't have a center on my team yet. Mm -hmm. I could just throw him at the five and say, you know, block as many shots as you can Mm -hmm. because he's seven foot one. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not trying to think about offensive or anything. I mean, defensive wise, yes, he plays better when Jared Allen's there. I I still kind of need to be like proven, but I think he has the tools to do it. But see, the thing is, I can still take as many centers as I want for the rest of the draft. And I can pair him with mm. any center, mm-hmm. which can change a lot, could hurt anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why, like, having the versatility that I mean, both of our teams really do have is, like, you can put any of these guys in any spot, and I think they could succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think I've been asking for it for over a year now i i just want to see mobley by himself like i'm not wishing any injury on jared allen or anyone else on the Cavs or anything but i just want to see it i want to see them like really really give him that whole like like run him at rudy gobert role and i want to see like it can you just destroy even if like because again like he he has the tools to very easily be that off-ball defender that gets a ton of blocks we're already seeing that which Mm -hmm. is is not nothing. I mean, we, there's so many guys that we've picked who literally dominate in that role. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I'm just curious if he really can be like him, you know, like I, I want to know <laughs> selfishly. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't blame you. All right. I am up for my third person off the bench. You went Mobley. This one's tough. This is kind of where I was in that like group where I was like, you know, we could really take anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. And like, it's not that 
none of these guys are super good at defense. They all really are. Um, but this is kind of where I brought in like, okay, I'm kind of willing to take like a bench guy just because I know you're just so dominant on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I do that, I think I'm going to go Desmond Bain. Okay. I've been pretty impressed with his defense this season. Obviously, he came in the last season as just like a shooter that can play decent defense. Um, and this season, he's seen, he's seen a playmaking jump as well as more defensive possessions on ball. The highest of his career so far. I mean, obviously short career, but um, so and he's he's at a higher efficiency on defense than he did last season on more possessions. Um, so here, this is my little slightly young bet. I'm like, I I think I could see him improving his defense even more with even more possessions. Okay, I don't think he can get like quote unquote headhunted in the def- uh in the playoffs anymore. All right, I do like that a lot. Thank you. Um, it doesn't help that he has short arms. You know. But he, he he uses his body really well and gets a lot of stops that way. I think he's what one of uh, there's only like a handful of guys who in the NBA are negative wingspan, mm-hmm. and he's he's one of those little guys. Um, so I don't have I have a ton of guys that can guard the uh, backcourt, mm-hmm. but I feel like I need to get another player that's like designated and does it every single day okay and i'm i'm surprised he hasn't gotten taken but i'm also not surprised because i know you're not in love with him and i figured if i didn't take him then he'd probably be on the board till i took him um i'm taking my first defense player of the year winner i'm going marcus smart um I wanted to get that definite guard defender, not a guy that I could that I had to put into that role. Like mm-hmm. I know OG, I know Herb, I know sure. Jimmy, McCall Bridges, obviously Shea, but um I didn't want to have my team where I had to force someone to guard quick guys every single possession. Mm-hmm. So I am gonna bring in Marcus Smart, who is one of the more rugged defenders in the league. And we'll get under your skin enough to the point to where you're like, all right, I'm passing the ball. Like, I don't want him to freaking just start you on me literally. And I think adding him to this team is going to make it while it might not make it more versatile. It's going to make it a lot easier for my versatile guys, Mm -hmm. because I think I would rather have them switch onto these guards and everything Mm -hmm. than be forced to guard them the entire game see that i see that i actually like that a lot um i'm gonna i'm gonna use my last two picks as just like an homage to like guys who are not superstars because i feel like i have a lot of superstars on my team so i don't know i'm not calling these picks punts but i'm gonna take non superstars. well we can do a we can do an honorable mentions after and like mention those as if you want, I mean, if okay, you want to okay. take these guys, okay. then go ahead. But I'm kind of okay with them being on my team, honestly. Okay, go ahead. I'm not. I'm not telling you to do that. Obviously, I want you to have the best team possible. I I want to see. I'm curious where you if you had them ranked. Okay. When I pick them. Okay. So I'm gonna go with my what is this ninth pick? Is he one of the bench players you were talking about? Uh, he's not the designated bench player, but yeah. Was it DeAnthony Melton? No. <sighs> I'm gonna go Dylan Brooks. I didn't have him ranked. Okay. 
Uh, I don't think he's that good of a defender. I've, just I've, in my opinion. I've been impressed. And again, I, I already took Desmond Bain. So again, could just be an entire like team kind of thing there. Um, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Dylan Brooks. Um, apparently, and I've heard this from two recent podcasts from two Grizzlies players is Dylan Brooks is the heart of their defense, which is not surprising. Cause you can see it like vocally him like yelling and like wanting that, uh, one-on-one defensive matchup, but I'm going to take him just for, again, another heart bench guy. I'm okay with it. I'm going to go Dylan Brooks. So the only thing I'm going to say about that, and this isn't towards like your pick or anything, it's more towards like what the Grizzlies were saying, Mm -hmm. was the heart and like soul of the Thunder's defensive unit Mm -hmm. is Kenrich Williams. Pretty good defender. I mean, he's a good defender, and like he's Mm. versatile. He guards one through Mm. I mean, we play him at the five half the time mm-hmm. right now because we don't have any other fives. But I just don't know if that's a player that, like, just because I already have Draymond, if I'm your team. I already have Draymond. I already have Kawhi. I have Gobert. I have all these guys that are, like, can basically shove you into a position mm-hmm. because you're out of position. Mm-hmm. Um, so, although I do like you bringing up, like, Yes, he is the heart and soul of their team and everything. Just with the team that you already have, I feel mm. like you already have those people in place. Not a ton of good guards, though, also. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to kind of run him in that same That's why I was like, I have him. he probably is going to take DeAnthony Melton soon, which I'm kind of surprised you haven't taken him already. Mm. And I don't know if it seems like you are going to take him. Um, My next pick. You only got two more. I'm. I have three, six, nine. I have twelve players left on my board. I got eight. I had nine. I have nine. Sorry. I had one of the players that you picked on my entire board. Hey, Giannis. Because How did I have Drew. I, I guess I just wasn't thinking about him. I'm about um, to say, come on. Like, you didn't have Rudy Gobert. I didn't. Come on. I See, when I went into this, I was thinking just this season, basically. Mm. Like, I wasn't thinking longevity-wise, because if we were doing an all-time draft, of course I would pick Rudy. I would pick Giannis. I would pick mm. Anthony Davis, uh, Draymond, like all these guys. But, like, based off of what I've seen this season, and I'm – it was basically this season and last season because we're not like too far removed, mm-hmm. but it's like Kawhi never fucking plays. Hey, like Draymond, he's getting old, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm not seeing him out on the court defensively as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. And when I'm looking at that, I'm like, his defensive impact isn't as big as it used to be, and it kind of. Pushes me away from picking him. I disagree, but I'll 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 let I'll let you cook. Um, <laughs> but my next pick, I think I'm going to go with another guy that I can just shove in the middle, and be like, "All right, if you get the blocks, perfect. If not, whatever." Okay. I'm going to go with an insane athlete. I'm going to go with Robert Williams. Seven foot four. Um, another super long wingspan, not that tall, but I think I could play him really well with Mobley and he already has that defensive. Like I've played with Marcus smart. I know where he's going to push those guys towards me. 
And seven I think six. seven foot six wingspan. All right. Uh, but yeah, I think having a guy that they've played together already and know how defensively they work and they're the two best defenders on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think putting them together just really is going to push a defensive minded team further. I agree. I had him a uh, top 15 in mind. I kind of just blanked on wanting to take him. Good take. Thank you. Um, I'm stuck between two. No, I'm not. I'm gonna, let me get DNA Milton. Fourth, <laughs> fourth in the league in steals. Absolute Swiss Army. He has the strength. He's not even that big. He's got the vertical. Also, not a star. So it kind of ties into my final two picks. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go DNA Milton. I like it. Um, my last pick. I <sighs> there's the guy at the top of my list that is just like begging for me to choose him. I just I don't want to. Okay. Um, that player's Miles Turner. Like I like him, and I think he would block a ton of shots on my team. Him and Brook Lopez are just guys that. I don't know if they can move their feet enough to stay on the court mm-hmm. and guard every position like I want my versatile lineup to be able to do. So I'm gonna go big decision here. It, it's basically between two guys right now. Okay, uh, I'll tell you the two guys, and you can say whichever one: um, Lou Dort, Paul George. Yeah, I had PG. Obviously, how I ranked mine, he was kind of high, but I didn't really want to take him. And see, I think if I can put him back in that off-ball role like he was in OKC with Andre Robertson, mm-hmm. where all you got to do is just go for the poke-out steals. Yeah. Just like Shea is on my team. Um, and he was third in defensive player of the year when he played for OKC in that role. And mm-hmm. now that he's with the Clippers... He hasn't really been in that role since then because mm. he doesn't have like that defensive minded big like Steven Adams was. He doesn't have that like I'm only here for defense guy mm. and Andre Robertson. Like they don't have anybody like that on the Clippers. And I think um, both these guys would probably play the same role on your team. Yeah. That off ball every once in a while you're gonna get the ISO. Like you're gonna be worried if they get um a possession one on one at the top of the key, but definitely not someone you're targeting to have out there yeah um the reasons why i would pick lou Dort is because if we go against james harden i want him out there 20 times out of 20 mm-hmm. um but he's he's another one of those big bodied guard defenders that could just help my bigs in the middle and it's like do i want that guy that i could just throw on ball the entire game and be like stop him mm-hmm. or do i want the guy where it's like He's going to create a lot of turnovers, whether it's you get the steal or you just keep them from getting the ball to their next guy. Um, and I think I, I think I have to go with PG here just because he has shown it for a longer amount of time. I mean, Lou Dort's been doing it since he came into the league, but that's mm-hmm. only been this is his fourth year. And. I would rather have that guy that I can just say, all right, I can put you on ball, but I'd rather you play off ball where you can just create 
five turnovers per game, whether it's you're getting three steals and two out of bounds turnovers or like, you you know, when you're playing 2K and you go and double team a guy or you're Mm -hmm. just guarding him and he throws it and your teammate is guarding his teammate and Mm -hmm. gets the steal and you get that forced turnover thing that pops up. That's what PG gets a lot of. Like he doesn't get it, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, like that's what his role would be on this team, and I think that's what role he succeeds in most when he plays. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, let's run through our teams real quick. Do you want to say any honorable mentions before that? Uh, yeah, I got a few. Um, I got Bam. I had him as Al well. Horford as the name that I was interested in. Uh. PJ Tucker. I got Josh Hart on the list. Okay. Got Pat Bev. All right. Uh, I took Ganthy Melton. I didn't cross him off. And then I got Javon Carter on there. Just some. Some names that obviously I've, I'll say the names I mentioned already, and then I'll go into some other ones. Miles Turner, Brooke Lopez, Lou Dort. I already mentioned them a little bit. Brooke Lopez might win defensive player of the year this year, just because mm-hmm. he's blocking so many shots. Um, some other guys, if I didn't get the complete versatile guys like I was hoping for, Jared Vanderbilt and Jaden McDaniels are two guys that I really like. Another guy that I could just throw in the middle and be like, okay, he's going to get a ton of blocks because he's athletic. Um, Isaiah Jackson from mm. um, Indiana. Bro, I wanted to put him on my list, and then I was like, ah, I can't. I already have so many bigs. I'm not about a list fucking like 15. So he has... He has the least amount of minutes played out of the top 30 blocks per game, guys. Mm-hmm. I think he's like 21. Yeah, he had like seven, two nights ago or something like that. He's he's insane ago. defensively. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's conditioning or if the coach doesn't want to play him or what it is. You tell but, me. My fantasy team needs it. Um, And then one other big I threw in there just because he plays really well with the team he's on, Jarrett Allen. Okay. Um, And then a couple guards I have are Alex Caruso. And then DeJounte Murray, which DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray hasn't shown it as much this year, say. but the past couple years with the yeah. Spurs, he showed it a ton, which is why I didn't pick him for my team. Mm-hmm. And then Caruso is one of those like Josh Hart, Patrick Beverly guys where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm tired of you defending me, dog. Like <laughs> get away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, We got, where do you want to throw our teams, right? Yes. Uh, No, we didn't. Okay. Let's throw our teams out there. All right. I got Giannis, Drew Holiday, Kawhi. Jalen Brown, Draymond Green, and then my second five were Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, DeAnthony Middleton. All right, so my 10. Jaron Jackson Jr., McCall Bridges, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, OG Ananobi, Jimmy Butler, Herb Jones, Evan Mobley, Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, and Paul George. Some stacked teams right there. They really are. Um and these are just the guys that are good at defense. So, like, obviously you're not seeing, like, Luka, LeBron. Honestly, I'm surprised neither of us took Joel Embiid. Mm. I kind of didn't list him because I was hoping you would have him listed. Uh, I mean, if I was going – see, I think we both have in our mind that we like defenders based on a certain way they play. And I think it's – we love versatility, like both of us. Mm-hmm. And Joel Embiid, he's going to lock down the paint. That's not versatile enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He's averaging 2.8 stocks per game, which really good, but not good enough for me to add to a team where Jaron Jackson Jr. averages Jaron Jackson Jr. averages more blocks than Embiid does stocks. So That's I know you have to put a ton of effort on the offensive end, which is probably why he didn't get picked because his stats don't look as good as some of these other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like Anthony Davis. He's putting a lot out there on both ends, but he also doesn't play half the time. And Embiid has done a good job of staying healthy to an extent. Um, but yeah, that was one name I was honestly surprised neither of us took in that. All right, so let's flip over to weekly awards. Um, starting out with MVP, we have DeMontis Sabonis. Led the Kings to a 4-0 record this week. Averaged a triple-double over the entirety of the week. 18.5 points, 14.5 rebounds, 10.5 assists. Big Kings fan right now, by the way, Sean. Huge. That's what I've heard. Um, huge Kings fan. I, I just like a lot of people on their team. Mm-hmm. And they all fit really well together. Mm-hmm. I think like my least favorite player on their team that plays a lot of minutes is Harrison Barnes. And he's just like a nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter... Keegan Murray, DeMontis Sabonis, Malik Monk. I really like all of them, and they play significant roles on this team. Um, With reserve, I think I've transitioned over to where I'm just going to list Russell Westbrook's stats for the rest of the season because I think he's going to run away with sixth man of the year. Uh, Now that other players like Christian Wood uh, is in the starting lineup as well as Tyler Hero. Russell Westbrook this week averaged 24 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists per game. Um, Hopping over to rookie, Paolo had a down week from last week, so I decided to highlight how Ben Matherin has played because he was inserted into the starting lineup. It is due to Tyrese Halliburton being injured, but he averaged 21 points and 5 rebounds over the week. Um, Do not have a stat line of the week, but I do have a game of the week. And I think, Zach, you do as well. Yes, that is the only one I have, um, which is game. Which one did you pick? I picked the Warriors being the Spurs in the Alamo Dome. This game was pretty sick. It's actually one of the very few games I got to watch this week. Um, they played in the Alamo Dome, okay, which I don't know why, dude, but, like, something about it, like, you know, like, you'll see a basketball game, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's that's the standard angle, okay? Mm-hmm. And then when I describe this angle, you tell me if you know exactly what I'm talking about. Final four. What is the final four angle of 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 games? Like closer to the floor. A little bit closer, a little bit like lower. Okay, and like the players look really, really tall. Mm-hmm. Okay, well now this game was played in this Alamo Dome, and the view the whole time was this like this moving like uh, what is that? What is that? Uh, the the what is it? I, the moving camera, bro. I'm completely blanking on what it's called. Either way, it was it was it was amazing. Um, the highest cam thing, I think sky so. Cam. Yeah, it also like allows them to have like angles like above and everything. Like you were getting these cool angles, like zoomed in really close on like Trey or Trey Jones. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. Um, definitely gave me some March Madness vibes. So I'm really really looking forward to that. Um, also, I think they set the record for highest attended game ever, which is really time. really cool. Yeah, by and it was by like six thousand. Mm, and it was it felt like a college game, like just how like loud it was in there. Like the dome feel mm-hmm. um, was really, really nice. I would, I'm a fan of any game being played in a dome like that. Heck yeah. Um, I went with the Dallas Mavericks, Los Angeles Lakers, 
double OT game where the Mavericks pulled it out 119, 115. Um, <coughs> oh, got something in my throat. Get that out of there. Um, but it was an incredible game. Luka Doncic put on another masterful performance 35 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists. Christian Wood had 24, 14, and 6. And then Tim Hardaway had 22 points to add on. And then you go over to the Lakers side. LeBron, who recently just passed 38,000 points in his career. Is it the one? Is that counting or not counting playoffs? Not counting playoffs. Okay. I know they did like some, some shatter or something earlier in the season, including playoffs. Okay. Yeah. I think he's at like 45,000 or something, okay. including playoffs. Something dumb. Um, but he had 24 points, 16 rebounds, nine assists in this game, but he was not the leading scorer for the Lakers. That would go to Russell Westbrook, who had 28 seven rebounds, and five assists. Um, going on to the team of the week, I got to shout out my team. Oklahoma City real. went 3-1 and one this week. The only loss was to the Miami Heat, who went 40-for-40 40 40 from the free throw line. Didn't miss a free throw. Jimmy Butler got more free throws than the entire Thunder team. Um, yeah. Um, a historic free throw shooting night led to a one-point loss for Oklahoma City. Then they went to beat the 76ers, Chicago Bulls, and who was the other team? The Brooklyn Nets um, over the last three games of the week, all on the road. And Oklahoma City had a huge lead. I'd say a huge lead, double-digit lead in each of these games. The other team clawed back, as most veteran teams would. But the Thunder, the youngest team in the league, second youngest team in history, in the history of the league, just bounced back and said, okay, but we're the better team in this. Like they played like they were the better team. And even though the other team fought back, they said, okay, yeah, you went on a 10 point scoring run, 10 0. All right. We just did an 18 point scoring run. And the, the best part about it was it wasn't even led by Shea. Most of the time it was led by Josh Giddy, Jalen uh, Williams, Lou Dort, Kenrich Williams, all these other players on the Thunder have looked incredible with Shea on the court and without Shea off or with Shea off the court. And it just goes to show that like to to me mostly that they might be ready sooner rather than later. Like I was expecting to get, you know, a top 10 pick in this draft and be like, okay, you know, we got one more year, like we're right outside the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We had Chet in a top 10 pick and you know we might be ready, like, mm-hmm. but this season, I mean, we could legitimately make the play in, and w- that's without Chet Holmgren. We don't have a center right now. Like our center, our starting center, is our second round pick in this past draft, who literally got cooked by Joel Embiid in his first ever career start, mm-hmm. and then his second or he started another game between these, but his third career start was against those same 76ers. And he he's wearing number six, right? Mm. Does a Dr. J layup. Legitimately, like, a center goes up and does the, like, scoop around the basket, one hand, like, just palm the ball mm. layup. Like, it was in Philadelphia. He's wearing number six. Like, all of it's, like, they called him Dr. J Will. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um but I just wanted to give a shout out to my team because they've surpassed my expectations. And 
I had really high expectations for them entering the season. And I'm going to say my dream scenario right now is Thunder and Clippers, 9-10 seeds. I don't care who's what. So then it doesn't and matter. Then, and then, then, then you can root for we a beat. Well, we beat the Clippers. Okay. Because we have a swap right. Mm-hmm. So we beat the Clippers. They fall mm-hmm. to whatever. Like, because last year they lost in the play and they ended up with the 12th pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so say they end up with 11 through 14, because I think those are the only places they can be. Um, 11 through 14. And then we just are like, okay, we just made the playoffs, but we're going to swap with you, LA. Sorry. And then the pick ends up being, say, top four. Mm-hmm. You know, like incredible dream scenario mm-hmm. and everything. Probably won't happen, but. Um, we'll finally get Shea in the playoffs. Hey. Finally. He's been in the playoffs twice. Hey, I don't know. We we had that one conversation. I don't. I think that was episode like one forty something. I need it. I need it. He's been in the playoffs the I same need, amount I need of times that he hasn't. Shit. I need this. Oh, shit. trust me, I know. I this thirty point Shay in playoffs. Okay, but then we gonna add Chet and we're probably gonna add another lottery pick. I'm I'm being crazy thinking that we're not. But um, either y'all or the Clippers, one of y'all. Yeah. Um, and I'm just. I'm super excited about where this team is going and what they're showing night in and night out is that they never quit. And that's what you see it from a lot of young teams, but this team just feels different. Mm -hmm. Um, But going on to dud of the week, I'm sticking with the Rockets. They still haven't won a game since our last podcast. Um, They don't look good. Their vets don't want to be there. Half their players don't want to be there. It doesn't look good for them. Um, I I don't know what else to say, except like I'm glad I'm not a Rockets fan. I'm glad I'm what? not in their position. What? Like they have Jalen Green, good player. Jabari Smith probably will be a good player. They have a lot of players that will probably be good at some point, mm-hmm. but I don't think like maybe one or two will be on the Rockets. Jesus, because they can't build a team like they. When I have watched the Rockets, they look like they're five guys at the Y that just got picked up and they're like, okay, we've never played together before, but mm. we're just like, I'm a scorer. Oh, you like to pa- you like yeah. to rebound? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and they're they're definitely missing something. They're, they're missing a lot. Like it doesn't even feel like earlier. I don't know if it was this week or last week, but Jabari Smith, a rookie, a rookie, mm-hmm. says. Get Alper and Shingun out of the game. He's not playing defense. Like, goes up to the coach. The, like, the coach isn't looking. Hmm. Like, it's it's a coaching. It, they have a bad coach. Steven Silas is not a good coach. I agree with that. Their roster is not built to win. Like, obviously, I know they're trying to tank, but I don't see the team that they have ever coming together. And unless something, like, unless they get Victor and something else in this draft. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything becoming of this team. And am I, do I not like the Rockets? Yes, I, I do mean, not like the Rockets. If you handed them women Yana right now, how many games do you think they win? In a season? Mm-hmm. They're not going 500. Yeah. I could tell you that much. Like, I'm telling, they have to add a lot to make me feel like, yeah, they, they're probably going to go somewhere. They don't feel like they're ever going to, hit that next step mm-hmm. and it sucks. Like I feel bad for rockets fans because 
a lot of them are in complete denial about it. And then the other ones are just like, this sucks. Like, I feel bad for them. Um, but let's go to the surprise of the week. Uh, name I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Alex Caruso, in two games had 23 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, and seven steals throughout the throughout the two games. Yeah. Um, but he had five steals in one game, two steals in another. Uh, he averages less than six points per game. So him averaging 12 and a half over these two games is just like, holy crap, how'd you do that? Like, you are not a scorer, dude. And then put up a lot of rebounds, put up a lot of assists, put up a heck ton of steals, three and a half per heck game ton. over those two. Heck ton. A um, heck ton. That kind of mm. sounds cool. Anyways, I was extremely surprised, and it's looking better for the Bulls. I won't say it's looking good, but they're now back in the play-in. So Their team is so bad, bro. I want to play them every year. Well, yeah. like They only have two guys that... I, I would be like, okay, they're probably going to get some buckets in this game. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. And I'm not afraid of either of and them. And then they pop off for a whole 65. And you're like, cool, the whole team scored 100. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not scared of any player on their team. Mm-hmm. At all. Uh, Even your boy, uh, Patty Will? Well, I'm not scared of him shooting. I'm not scared of him scoring. <laughs> like defensively, he's a he's a, do- a decent defender, but pulled back on that dog, that dog call. Yeah, just a um, little. But yeah, I, there's no there's nobody on that Bulls team that I care about really. Mm-hmm. Like there's nobody that I would say, let me get him on the Thunder mm-hmm. and have them in the position. Like Zach Levine, mm-hmm. cool, he could be a six man for us, but like. I wouldn't want him to be coming out there and starting. Mm-hmm. Um, but unless you have something else to add, nope. I do not. That will be it for this episode of the Break Starter Podcast. You know we love you, and we're out. Later.